This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. The morning, my golden retrievers. What kind of havoc shall the Carver Media Group create in the world today? News. Floods in Pakistan, riots in Paris, and a plane crash in California. Excellent. Mr. Jones, are we ready to release our new software? Yes, sir. As requested, it's full of bugs, which means people will be forced to upgrade for years. Outstanding. Mr. Wallace, call the president. Tell him if he doesn't sign the bill lowering the cable rates, we'll release the video of him with a cheerleader in the Chicago motel room. Inspired, sir. And after he signs the bill, release the tape anyway. Consider him slimed. Excuse me. He's on transponder seven. Mr. Stamper. Phase two is underway. I have the videotape. I haven't seen it myself, but I'm told the footage is excellent. Plus, there were 17 survivors for your headlines. Good work, Stamper. Thank you. Don't mention it. Make sure you keep it in a safe place. Gentlemen and ladies, hold the presses. This justin, by a curious quirk of fate, we have the perfect story with which to launch our satellite news network tonight. It seems... A small crisis is brewing in the South China Seas. I want full newspaper coverage. I want magazine stories. I want books. I want films. I want TV. I want radio. I want us on the air 24 hours a day. This is our moment. And a billion people around this planet will watch it, hear it, and read about it from the Carver Media Group. There's no news. Like bad news. Hello out there. Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. We enter the Wayback and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, visit our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsports. Good evening, Chris. How you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Good, so now, are you a... Real live sports color commentator yet? Working uh, on it, right? No. Well, huh? I mean, I I used to. When you used I, to? I used to do uh, for the Blue Jays up in Dunedin. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I was for uh, about a year and a half. I was a color guy. That's kind of fun, isn't it? Oh, it's a lot of fun. It if is. You, it's imagine being. I mean, I guess for you it would be like maybe emceeing a car show. Yes. Like you did. Yes. Or Maybe being a color guy for a race. Or an auction. Or an auction. Maybe if you were like the auctioneer. Yeah. 
Um, In fact, that's exactly where I'm going with this because last yeah. month I was the color guy for commentary guy for uh, the auction up in Amelia Island. I did the Porsche show for uh, Amelia Island uh, Auto Retro, and I also did the auction for um, Amelia Island Select. And then this past weekend, what I had to do is I had to run down to uh, SV- to Homestead Racetrack because uh, there was a SVRA event going on down there, vintage races. So I had a chance to meet with Tony Perella. He's the uh, New president and owner and CEO and CFO and COO of uh, SVRA. And he's taken that racing organization to a new level. So we had a little powwow. We had a little meeting and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. They had some pretty cool cars down there. And Homestead's actually kind of an interesting racetrack because it is uh, like a mini Daytona. It's got a nice oval. It's not quite as big as Daytona. It's laid out very similar. It has an infield track. And all the guys that were out there competing were actually pretty happy about it. The problem is, is Homestead is like... One mile before you start entering the Keys. So it's like in the bottom of Florida. And, and what people don't realize is how long this state really is. It's five hours from here to Tallahassee. It's another four hours, four and a half hours, five hours if you go from here to the Keys. So think about that. Ten hours from Tallahassee to uh, to the beginning of the Keys dinner. Oh, and don't I know it because I did it this weekend. Oh, you did it this weekend? I didn't do Tallahassee to Miami, but I did here to Miami on in one day. Five o'clock in the morning on Saturday, I woke up. I drove to Miami. And 5 o'clock in the afternoon, I was back in my car driving back home. What would you do? Go down for a sports game? Yeah. You did? Who did you watch? Uh, the Rays played the Marlins. Oh, really? How'd they do? Uh, the Rays won. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, I'd never been to the stadium. I went down to do a story. Um, so Actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't Saturday. It was Sunday. Sunday, okay. Even worse. I got home Sunday at like 10 o'clock at night, and I've been in the car driving. I was gone from my house for probably... 12 hours, easy. No, more than 12, because I left at 5 in the morning, didn't get home till like 9 at night, so I was gone for 16 hours. Oh, so, yeah. And of that 16 hours, I was in the car for... At like least 10. 8 hours. Yeah, almost 10 hours, that's about right, yeah. If you had to go to Miami, it's 5 yeah. hours. Give, give traffic a little bit here and there, we... You know, after the game, instead of getting immediately back on the highway and coming back home, we went to South Beach... To just drive the strip, oh, and kind of you know check it out, check it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, and then on the way back, I missed a turn for uh, Alligator Alley. Oh, and didn't even realize it until we were probably ten miles past. Yeah. So just kept going straight up the turnpike. Ended up taking seven ten. Yeah, seven ten across. That's easy. That goes through Okeechobee. That's oh, good. Yeah, real easy if you want to go forty five <laughs> miles an hour on a two lane road. On a two lane road, and by two lanes, I mean. One lane going east and one lane yes. going west. Yes, with Not no two with, lanes on each side. Two lanes, period. And you can't pass hardly. No, because there's no room there and if you run get, off. And then it starts getting dark and cloudy, and it starts raining. So you're not only can you not pass, but you're doing 45 miles an hour. And you look, and it says Bradenton, 99 miles away. And once you hit Bradenton, you're still 25 miles away. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, and then traffic, you're still about 40 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, we're nine. I look, I saw a sign. We'd been in the car for probably two hours. I saw a sign that said Bradenton, 92 miles. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? And you're in Okeechobee. We're not even close to Okeechobee yet. No. Oh, you're not, oh okay. Well, then no, you're down there. We were, we were, I mean, Indian Town. Uh, yeah, we were. I think we were in Indian Town. We were. I mean, Arcadia was a far cry. Yeah, I was begging to get to Arcadia. That's three hours from there. It's a long haul. It really is. God. But anyway, so uh, while I was down there working, doing my thingy, then uh, I hurried on over to uh, Punta Gorda because on Saturday, what I had to do is I had to cover the uh, premier auction down there at Muscle Car City for um, for Sports Car Market and American. Uh, car collector. So that was kind of interesting. I walked in, I rolled up there, and I had a chance to uh, meet Rick, um, the owner of uh, Muscle Car City. Pretty amazing stuff. Uh, he's moving to a new location, scaling down some of the cars. He's still going to have a good couple hundred cars there, but uh, pretty nice stuff. It's a nice layout. It's kind of neat because it's got a, it's vintage. There's displays. It's got kind of like a little speed shop, a little coffee shop, a little record shop, all kinds of stuff kind of incorporated in it. But he's moving to another location, and that's where the auction was. So as soon as I walked in the auction, said hi to some of the guys that I knew that I've known over the years. And they asked me if I wanted to put on a shirt, and I said, sure, you got something for me to do. And they said, yeah, we'll stick around, we'll find something for you to do. So while I finished writing my descriptions, when it was about uh, 2.30, 2 o'clock, something like that, they asked me if I would relieve the uh, color commentator, the guy that reads the descriptions for the uh, cars, and I relieved him for a little bit, then he came back, then he had to go to do an interview, and then he came back a little bit later, and we kind of like intermittently just kind of bounced around on some of the cars, so that was kind of fun. And then the last 60 cars I got to read, so that was fun, so I had a good time. 
And uh, you never know where this is going to go, you know. Um, here's what's going on next week. Next week, uh, well, actually, this weekend in Palm Beach is the Barrett-Jackson auction, April 17th through the 19th, okay? Also, next weekend is Blast Friday, Clearwater Centennial. Okay, so they're going to have a rock and roll band down there. Festivals of Speed is next weekend in Miami. And yours truly will be the MC. I'll be down there for that. Uh, nostalgic Radio Cars, five years on the air anniversary show, May 12th. Then in the summer of July or June 17th through the 21st is the Mid-American Meet in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. But also there's the SVRA event in Indy, the June 12th. And also the Moto Nostalgia car auction. And I may be up there working that. So I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be like for the next couple of weeks. But anyway, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got a really cool show for you tonight. Sports fans, race fans, listeners, we got some really cool guys coming on. I think we got something on the turntable there that's a little bit on the nostalgic deal. And uh, yeah, I got a little Doobie Brothers. And uh, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Jesus is all right. That's the name of this song, right, Chris? Indeed. Indeed, since we just had Easter. It's all about Jesus. Hey, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. All cars. The most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Right here. Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, in a few minutes, we're going to be bringing on our guests, but let me tell you a little bit about the auction down there last week, this past weekend down at uh, Punta Gorda. That was actually a pretty cool show. Um, they had a good selection of cars. They had um, a couple of cars that I kind of liked. Obviously, I'm a Porsche kind of guy, so there was a real nice 86 911 there that was uh, just had a little bit of paintwork, nice interior, recent top, good, clean, straight car. There was a couple other cars that you know I kind of want to cite. Here's here's an example of why you kind of hire somebody to look at a car. There was a 1970 Dodge Charger, um, super uh, RT Hemi car, four speed. 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful car. This car was so nice. Now, here's a good example. When you look at the car, everything on the car was really, really done up. Suspension was done. You could tell it was clearly a body-off car. It had all the certification, all the documentation, some paperwork on the car, where it was bought, where it was sold, who owned the car, where the car was delivered, um, how many miles were on the car, all this stuff. So that's exactly what you want. But here's a good example. This car was absolutely flawless, probably one of the nicest restorations I've seen in a long time. So here's what happened. I learned a little trick from a guy when I was selling cars, and as we get older, we can't see that well, right? So, And then sometimes you can't bend your neck around and get in an itty-bitty little compartment. But what this guy did one time when I was looking in the car, he pulled out his cell phone, and he used his camera um, on the phone, and he started taking pictures up underneath the car and reaching up into the wheel wells and then looking down in the trunk all the way down to where the door jam was. And what a lot of people don't realize is that you can't see that from the outside. You can't see whether the car was prepped properly, whether the car was stripped properly or anything like that. You can look at it from the outside and it looks really, really good. But when you get on the inside, there's a lot of sins, a lot of shortcuts that people take. Well, one of the things that I did is I looked at that car. When I opened up the driver's door on the driver's side, I could look at the door jams and, and keep in mind, I'm a salvage guy. I've been around these cars for a long time, so I kind of know where to look. Well, the door jams looked pretty good, you know, where the strikers were and everything like that, but there was something about the welds that kind of bugged me a little bit. So then naturally what you do is you walk over to the other side. You do a comparison, right? So I opened up the other side, and as I looked at that side, the welds were clearly different. So then I, my curiosity kind of peaked, and then what I decided to do is I decided to take my cell phone out, and I started shooting pictures down. So I could see all the way down to where the striker plate was, where was where the door jam was, where the, uh, the, the, the quarter panel made the return. I did that on both sides, and believe it or not, they were different. The other thing I noticed is that there were some dents on the inside of the wheel well, okay? You can't see that from the outside. You couldn't see it even from the back part of the for the uh, from the from the trunk area but if you held your camera way up inside you could see it because it was you could tell the car had been hit at one point in time and it was repaired so they replaced the quarter panel and they did a very very good job on it they undercoated it did all that stuff did a nice job so then it became a trick to see well where they where they splice the car together you know how did they make it you know did they drill it out like the factory spot wells did they skin it or what did they do well they did a very good job and they kind of looked like they did the original wells but they did it very clever because there was a seam on the inside because on a Mopar on the trough on the inside of the trunk area, the VIN numbers, part of the VIN numbers is actually stamped in the trough. So if you know what you're doing, you'll do it right. Well, guess what? It was on one side, but it wasn't on the other side. So the one side was clear, clearly a reproduction. The the other side was fine. So the damaged side, they spliced. They did a very good job on it. You could actually see a seam. They actually left much of the rear of the quarter. But they, so they splice the front part. Okay, so those are the kind of things that you got to look for. You don't know that unless you know where to look, you hire somebody. And this is kind of what you hear me emphasize on my show all the time. Do not buy a car sight unseen. Do not buy a car if you're not knowledgeable, especially if you're paying big bucks for the car. Chris, I think we got our guys on the line. So let's go ahead and fire up a song for them real quick. Then we'll play that little clip, and then we're going to introduce our guests. And so we got a great show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So stick around. You're tuned to Nostalgia Getting With Cars. We will be right back. Superb Green Gold Imperial Easter Egg by Carl Fabergé. 
enamelled in translucent green, enclosed by gold laurel leaf trellis, set with blue sapphires and four petaled gold flowers with diamonds. How much should it fetch? 250, 300,000 pounds, anything more would be crazy. You had no business bidding for that egg. <laughs> and what would you have done if you got it? I would have claimed it was a fake, sir, and not paid. Not paid? Here's the original. I switched it with the fake during the auction. Good God. And what happens when the buyer discovers that? Uh, he, uh, he complains. It is legitimate. Well? I don't think he will complain. According to Fanning, this Kamal usually sells. Now he buys, I believe, that the fake will smoke him out. Our tail followed him to Heathrow, where he caught a plane to Delhi. Hmm. You must go there, too. Book yourself on the next flight out. Oh, Bond. Sir? Sign a chit for that egg before you leave the building. It's government property now. Of course, sir. May I join you? Uh, Mr. Bond. James. Thank you, I did a lot. 100,000 rupees, then. Double six. It was not such a good double to accept after all, was it? Double. Of course. You can only win with a double six. The stake is 200,000 rupees. Do you have the cash? Think that this should be ample security. Don't you? Play, Mr. Bond. You need a great deal of luck to get out of this. Oh, luck. Well, then I shall use player's privilege and use your lucky dice. It's all in the wrist. Double sixes. Fancy that. 200,000 rupees. I prefer cash. Get it cashed for him. Yes. Spend the money quickly, Mr. Bond. I intend to. Kamal Khan. My security. And yours. Okay, we're back. And you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guests for the evening. Now, I don't have just one gentleman on the phone. I have two gentlemen on the phone, and these guys are serious car guys. They're also treasure hunters. You may recall them, once I mention their names, they got their own TV show called The Antique Roadshow. I'm delighted to welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars this evening the twins, Lee and Leslie Kino, the Kino brothers. Are you guys there? We're here, we're here. Barbara, how are you? Pretty good. How about a big round of applause? <laughs> Great. I love, I love those little intros there with the uh, James Bond. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the DB5 he was, he was driving in that uh, movie. I think it was a DB5, wasn't it? Uh, Aston Martin? Uh, in the original movies, yeah. In that particular movie, I don't think he had an Aston Martin um, because I think he was on location most of the time. He drove something weird like a little three-wheeler of some kind from... Some little Daihatsu or something like that. I'm not sure. Leslie, Leslie has a, I'm very jealous. You know, we're identical twins. We, you know, we, we do the road show, and you know, once in a while we get jealous, and I'm jealous because Leslie bought a car that Roger Moore drove in. Go ahead, Leslie. Well, not the exact car, but in the Saint, which was before the Bond series. Uh, in the background, always in the photo of Roger Moore, is a white Volvo. Believe it or not, a Volvo uh, 1800s. Yes. This is a, uh, with a body by Pietro Frua, an Italian designer. So it looks like, you know, you know they, they yeah. called it the Swedish uh, Ferrari. But anyway, it's a little tiny car, but, but uh, the producer chose that over an E-Type, and that was Bond's car. Back in the Saint. And just like you just said, uh, trying to find a chick for this egg, Leslie used to, if he weren't married, he'd be picking up chicks with it. But we love Florida, and we we uh, we've raced down at Moroso. We're we're huge uh, club racing, you know, uh, you know, aficionados. We love it. Started go karting at an early age. We we love that track. The last, last time we raced there was with uh, was before they fixed the the track. Remember that back the back part of the track that, where there was a bad accident. Yeah, well, it's a decrease in turn. You're talking about Palm Beach International Raceway or Moroso. Moroso. Yeah, you were down there on the with the Brian Brian Redmond Target sixty six. Exactly, 
Brian's a, f- a good friend, and he invited us down for, you know, three days yeah, yeah. of fun. It was uh, one adrenaline high after another. We brought, we brought a, a real range of, of, of we, we don't have that many cars, but we brought a range of two different, very different cars. An amazing Lotus 11, 1959 Nine. Lotus 11 with a wonderful hand-hammered body uh, that Les and I shared, and then we had a, a, the Ferrari 512 BBLM, and um, which had, the IMSA, which had raced, uh, it, it, it had raced really a 12-hour Sebring, and and the uh, and it always got beat by the Porsches. But they were made for Le Mans, and they had headlights and oversized gas tank. That was a, that's a blast down there. Well, Robert, you're I mean you're a car. We we admire your your uh, we really do. And we're not saying this just because we're on your show. Car guy. Um, well, you're 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 a car lover. You're we are car lovers. We are car lovers first and antique second, believe it or not. What's your, what's your favorite and, car? I've got to ask and, you. And you are, I just want to finish and say that I walked around uh, Hollywood Cars uh, with you, the Hollywood uh, auction there. Emiliano. And, and you know more about Porsches than most, than most people I've met. You're really... And now uh, I want 100 bucks to, to say that. You said you were going to give me 100 bucks. <laughs> okay, cash. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm a Shelby Boss guy, and my favorite car is probably an AC 427 Cobra, which is back in the day when I could afford it, eluded me. But I'm a staunch Porsche guy. I've got uh, you know an old 356, which I beat around in every once in a while. And I'm like you, and we can talk about this. You guys like Survivor original unmolested cars. I am all about that. We, we do. You know, just like furniture on the Antiques Roadshow, we appraise where the, the original patina is there. Um, you know, you, we'd no sooner strip out the original upholstery on a seat of a 19, you know, 55 Ferrari G, uh, Europa than we, um, uh, we no, no sooner strip out the upholstery on an 18th century Queen Anne chair, you know, which would make the value of 10 times more with the original than you would strip out the original upholstery on a car. Um, that... Especially in race cars, the yeah. DNA of the race car driver is literally in the leather. So yeah. when you strip that out, all those wear patterns are gone. And we were just uh, down at uh, just down at Amelia, and they had, of course that was a Sterling Moss tribute, of course. And it was it was great to see Sterling Moss and the amazing that Bill Warner and, and team brought together such a group of of of, of uh, Sterling Moss's uh, race cars. But a friend of ours, uh, Bob Bodine. Bought um, one little open wheeler. I think it was a Lotus. Was it? Was it? Was it a Lotus uh, that he had? A little uh, parked on the little pond there at Amelia Island, right? And they had that. They, and it all been redone, okay? But he couldn't do anything about that. But that steering wheel, it was all tape wrapped with, you know, tape wrapped and like, you know, held together. And you could, you, you could be sure that that had the DNA of uh, Sterling Moss. I mean, literally. You know, probably the skin, sweat. the sweat, the sweat, because he'd won a cup a race or two, and I think at least one yeah. race. But that's so cool. So I mean, that, and that's going to be so much more important as we go into the future, because what we do is that we apply what we use in the art world, the the technology, that all the science, like you know, paint tests, microscopy, uh, radio spectrography. All those tests. black, black, white, the paint yeah. to see what what's original, what's not. If it's patched, uh, if it's patched in, and we use, a, we're applying that to the car world, so that if you do have something that's been fixed up, what degree has it, to, to what degree has been fixed up, and it, and um, and and it, and it is going to come down to that. But, but not every car can be original, and a lot we get when we get cars right. Sometimes they've been restored three times, but you know. Um, I mean, uh, other times we, we have a friend who just bought an incredible race car and it over the, uh, the paint that was on it, underneath, he had to find a chemical to take off the layer and underneath was the original paint from 1952 and he brought it down to the original paint. So sometimes you have to get that lucky. How about you, Robert? Have you, uh, I know you're into it. Would you pay more for, a, for an original car? I mean, uh, I mean... You know, some some of these lists they they rate the the restored car higher than the original car, and even though the original car is a, you know drives fine and and might need some work on the brakes or and, and but but 
how do you how do you rank them? I agree with you guys 100%. I do appraisals on cars, and I preach this all the time to potential clients on my radio show. I say, listen, you know, I have people tell me that my cars are rolling parts cars, and I said, I'm fine, but you know what? My car is original. I am a firm believer in leaving the car alone because the car has character, it has history, it's what it is, and you can't change that. And like you guys have said before, and it's a well-known quote, the car is only original one time. I can understand maybe a paint job, but try to leave the car as close to original as possible. And here's what's interesting. Over the last five years, I've had guys like Bill Warner, Wayne Carini, Peter Clute. They've all been on my show, and these guys I know you all know. And their mindset has always been the same as yours and mine. Leave the original car alone. Period. Yes, and Miles Collier, as you know, one of the greatest racing car museums in the world, as you know, in Naples. Uh, the Rev Institute now, right? Exactly. Miles is a good friend. We yeah. were honored to do an hour-long presentation in 2010 at the Rev's uh, symposium, but he he actually took a piece of Chippendale furniture and put it next to the 917 Porsche as the original, uh, you know, paint. Yeah, yeah. Incredible strike. Uh, great, famous. During our... During our, During our presentation, we did a walkthrough and talked about we talked about issues that we're talking about now. And, uh, and, uh, of course, but safety has to come first, and um, it was you know we got to make sure you know you, if the brakes are original you know but they're broken you we got to replace them right but stay the original parts. Yeah, you know? even, yeah. even with the with the with the Ferrari, the five twelve BBLM, we, we they had like kind of mouse hair, not mouse hair. You remember those little trolls? Like felt. You're too young to remember them, but the little tiny trolls they had this fuzzy hair. Oh yeah, I remember those. I mean, like like the, the whole dashboard was like this fuzzy hair. Mm-hmm. The original Gallus brothers, who you bought it from Ferrari uh, from the uh, New York here, from they campaigned the, uh, it. They they campaigned it, and, but they had put it on there. At some point, and and that's part of its history, and and uh, and so I loved it there. So guys would say, Kino, you know, you got my God, you got leaves on like leaves on top of your engine. Still, you got uh, you know the the fuses look like they're nineteen eighty. Uh, well, you know, why why you gotta get gotta gotta freshen this thing up. I said, no, it's, it's one of the few original ones. Yeah, so you, would, you wouldn't take a Brancusi, you know, brat, you know, this gorgeous Brancusi right. with a, same, had the same parabolic curves as the race car, right? You know, you, would, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't sandblast that and, like, refinish the base. Um, you know, you'd be, uh, a museum would be charged with, you know, it'd be like a, a federal crime. So, <laughs> so why, why, not, not, not right. kidding me. Should be a federal crime. But, but it should be, but you know, we shouldn't do it with cars. And um, yeah. you know, it's um, so. What's your first? Hey, let me ask Robert. What, what was your first car? My first car, believe it or not, was a 1965 Austin Healey MK3 3000 Phase One. Now, for Healey guys, there's a Phase One and a Phase Two. BJ8. I had the early BJ8, which I'm looking for. The 1965. Uh, six, You're looking for one right now. Yeah. If I could find a project car, I'd like to find my old one because I still have the title to it. Oh my God! Uh, I, I can make more than that hundred bucks I got from you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to answer your question before, would I pay more? What do you think of Porsches? The Porsche market next to is next to Ferrari, the fastest growing market, as you know, in the world right now. That's based on sales, Porsche, and. Um, uh, we just happened to buy an eBay uh, just to just to. I absolutely love it. It's the uh, 76 930 Turbo Carrera because our passion is, is cars. When we were four years old, we were putting nuts and bolts back on our dad's uh, XK120 Jag and in the grease pit because dad was a collector. Every barn in upstate New York was filled with a car, you know. And we, we that's how we got to appreciate originality, you know. Yeah, and, um, so the, the, the thing is... Um, you know, the thing is, just like antiques, just like antiques, um, it's it's really important to keep 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 it original. Yeah. And uh, we just bought a '76 930 Turbo. Yeah. You know, turbo. Yeah, the turbo. The first year they came out with the wing, I believe. Right. Yeah, true. You're the Porsche. It's the first right. year for you for U.S. production. It was first available in Europe. Europe's always a year ahead of us. So '76 is the first U.S. production 930 non-intercooled three-liter car. Exactly with 15-inch wheels on it. Still, by the way. Hey, 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 
let me ask you, what would you say is the next most important in the, for the 930s? Just coming from Robert. Um, I would say the last, 1979, the, one of the last 50, if you could find one of those. One of the last 50 of 79, right before they uh, switched uh, over, or what? Well, no, because in the U.S. car ended in 79 in the United States, so in Europe you could still get an 80 to 85 car, but the last 50 that were sold in the United States had a special plaque, had special paperwork saying, these are the last 50 930s, or 911 Turbo, as they're called in Europe, sold in the United States, and the last 50 have some special paperwork and documentation in them. So that's the car that I would look for. However, in 1978, which I I had a 78 930. They made less than 500 of them that came to the United States. So if you find a 78, that's a low production car too. So if you go 76, skip 77, go to 78 because it's a low production 3.3 intercooled car, go to the very last 50 of the 79s, those are the three 930s I think that are going to take off. And then the last turbo, which is an 89 because it has a five speed G50 gearbox in it. Right, the 89, and they, they, and they, they made some changes in 85, too, but that's not enough to change uh, the 84. Was the 84 or 5? They, they, they made the, uh, the slant nose... Um version there for a little while, right? Well, slant nose has always been around. It's called a Flachbau in German, if you want to use it in German, but it was from 80 to 85. It was mimicked, it, it was designed to mimic the, basically, the 935s, but they weren't real popular in the United States. DP, you know, over there, um, uh, uh, Kramer was well known for doing those. They built some cars for Porsche, and then Porsche went ahead and built their own. But the, if you put a stock 930 next to a, next to a slope nose, the, you're looking at 25% Less value for a slope nose. Okay, yeah, that, that, you're going to have every uh, listener, and you probably have millions, you know, that are going to be out there, eBay and Hennings, uh, searching for those cars. One, yeah. thing we, one, one other thing I got I to confess, Leslie found, and uh, we ended up getting is a. Uh, I don't know if you, you know the ESO Grifos. Uh, oh, yeah, ESO's a great car, sure. In fact, Pierre Revolta lives in Sarasota. Yeah, nice. Oh, wait, oh, really? Yeah, he's a friend of mine. Are you serious? Yes. Would you please he's someday? Gonna cost another hundred bucks. He's, he's been on. He's been on the show too. Oh, that's great. Wow. That's great. That, that's, well, we we ended up with a with a with a nineteen seventy two uh, Can Am series series seven. Uh, what? Can Am series seven series seven with a big block. So they they ended up believe it or not only uh, doing twenty four. Well, the Can-Ams, uh, you know, the Chevy big block, uh, and, and, and they made 20 of these, of those were uh, with a big block, 454 cubic inches, right? It was like in a bankruptcy sale, we were like looking uh, on the internet one day, and said, look at this, and it's got 33,000 miles on it, and uh, we just can't wait to get it here and drive it. We haven't seen it, we haven't seen it yet, we had a guy. Which model, which model is it? It's a what model? Is it an Issa Lele or is it a, you talking about it's a race car? Oh, no, no, oh, this is a road car. Okay. Okay, it's an Issa Lele, and that car was actually named after his wife. Her name's Lele. Yeah, it, no, that's a nice car, but listen, this thing is it's no, a, no. This, this is a closed headlight. You got a Grifo? It has a closed headlight. Yeah, you know? 1970, 72. Uh, Can Am. It's listed in, as a '67 in the auction because somebody tried to get it in the states. Oh, okay. Because of the, uh, you know, yeah, but uh, they, they, they have uh, the engine block when they fit it up in Italy, the Corvette engine, uh, 454, they, it was so big, they had a lift, uh, so they have a yeah. riser, you know, a rectangle they have a breather in the yeah. center to, uh, is an air intake. Okay. Another one, but a three-inch, on the hood, three-inch, uh, you know, air intake, you've seen them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but that's a lot of fun. We were excited to get that. Well, you need to s- send me a picture of it, and I'll try to figure out what it is for you guys. Oh, no, it did, a, it did 180, uh, the factory, uh, not the factory info, 180 miles an hour. Uh, yeah, I won't let Lee drive it because he, he he's not too good a driver. We were, we, <laughs> right. we were born, uh, they, they dropped him, and, uh, you know, yeah, listen, I, I, got, I got out of there first. I stepped in his head. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he was going to be 12 minutes earlier, but, you know, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, to to answer your question earlier, would 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 I pay more for an original unrestored car? Yes, and in fact, everybody you talked to would probably all the true car guys would would concur with that, and that makes sense because at least you're getting a real car. You get a car that's been restored, you know as well as I do. Half the parts are missing. Reproduction stuff goes on there. The original stuff gets basically lost, tossed, or sold. 
Yeah, yes, you're right. And do you agree there's nothing like the scent of the original leather from all the decades? Absolutely. Know, brand new leather when you get in a car, you know? And that, that, that incredible scent. I mean, uh, you just can't replicate it. Uh, no. And you guys have an old Jag, so you know what it's like when you open up a car that's got Conley Hydes in it. It's just got that funky British old school, old shoe smell to it, which exactly. is kind of neat. You can't replicate that. Exactly. Exactly. It just brings, it, brings you back. We, um, one of the biggest uh, you know, uh, the, the, the disappointments in our lives when we were at an, a Bonhams auction about, uh, about, about uh, six years ago, they had a Telbalago 150C. And uh, special body that was that would have you know with those curves and fenders that would have it would have won best of show you know and I'll, it might have been the first preservation car to win best of show. It goes in the auction. It brings four around four point eight million. Mm. All original. We actually did a little video about blue too about about the original paint, the original interior. The thing was like new, but it was nineteen in the late thirties. Thing is, one of four in the world. Uh, one had been destroyed, so I think three left. The other two had been restored. So here's the only original one, and this thing's unbelievable. And, okay? So it sells for $4.8 million. Bonhams gives us the email address, and we beg uh, the buyer, the, uh, buyer uh, uh, and, uh, to, uh, to, to not restore it. And we said, please come bring this to uh, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach, Beach Judge. Leslie, Leslie judges pre-war at Pebble Beach, and I... Judge uh, post-war preservation for ten years, and uh, we said, "Listen, can't guarantee it'll win best. It'll win, but it'll win soon. This thing will blow away anything in, in preservation." So, of course, uh, 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 within a month after I, I hear uh, it was bought, the guy never answered us. And, it went to uh, London and got ground-up restoration. Not, not that no, was, no. So it got. Brand, it looks like a brand new painted toy. Somebody had when they were 12 years old. It doesn't look like But the, the good news is the word is spreading, and recently two gold wings came up uh, at a sale on Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one was all ripped apart, the upholstery, blotches of paint missing. Uh, the same exact model, it was a ground up, and, and the restored car brought a half a million dollars less. It was one, almost $1.9 million, the unrestored. Yeah, the, the, the ground of restoration, half a million less. So, uh, You're talking about the Block, the block 300 SL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah with the red interior. Mm -hmm. I was there. Uh, the, the same okay. auction, same model. You know, so, so uh, are changing. Friend of ours is restoring it. What, what do you, what, we gave him the name of a guy he wrote to us about uh, to get the uh, 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 scrim. preserving it. He's a scrim for the seats to hold in the ripped leather. You can just wrap it around the seat. And it puts a, uh, a film between you and the original material. It's like a nylon stocky that you know, would wear. And it lets it lets the, it lets it breathe and it protects it. So that if you want to use a car that has some some cracks or some you know and, and, you, and uh, the other option is to put the originals up on the shelf and just if you can afford it, just you know put in put in temporary new seats temporarily. We have a we have a friend who has a Ferrari GTO. Uh, that he races, and uh, he now this is only if he can afford it, right? He had uh, Butch Dennison is the guy who took care of our car, uh, make him a new uh, reproduction, an exact reproduction yeah, of that right. GTO engine. Could, you, could you, you break the block of on a fifty million dollar GTO? Uh, you know, it, it's that it's uh, it would be bad news. So. He races it with the reproduction engine, and, and, and I can't afford to do that. And when he goes to a show, he puts it back in. So, yeah. Well, now, you're up there in the, near New England, so KTR or KRT or whatever it does, they take care of uh, Miss McNeil's car. She's got that right-hand drive GTO they've owned since new, practically, right, since it came off the racetrack. Good friend, KTR, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, maintained our cars at the racetrack for yeah. many years. Mm -hmm. You know, Jim and Sandra, we, we, just yeah. had, we had dinner with them uh uh, about, uh, about she, a year ago. She's a, she's a very quick driver. Uh, I've, I've looked at her exhaust pipe many times. <laughs> I, I always tell her, all I do is stare at your, uh, the back of your car on the, on the, tra <laughs> on the track. On the racetrack. And she races a Cooper Climax. Um, used to be owned by uh, 
For the Braves, Joe. She had a nice, she had a nice Cobra, too, in, in, in the GTO. And a, nine, and a 906, or 904. She's got a 904, too, the red one. That's right. She bought that uh, within the last five years, right? Mm -hmm. They're the nicest people in the world. And you, you must know uh, the Davies, Leslie, Leslie uh, Jim Davies, Davies Jim the big Davies. Ferrari racers. Uh, no, Leslie uh, Davies, anyway. And, and my brother's trying to drop. No, they're from Florida. They're from Florida. And they're the nicest people you ever want to meet. You should have them on your show. They're big preservation, you know, uh, promoters. Really nice people. And they're from Florida. That's cool. No, it's, um, no we, we love getting that. You know, there's a balance between, between um, you know, we judge, we're honored to, to judge at uh, Amelia now at the first year, and we've been judging the Pebble. And then one other, uh, we do another uh, show as well, uh, Concords. But what, what we do, we're honored to do that. And uh, But it's a balance between racing, because we want to get out there and use these cars, but not... You not, say, not, not, not slam them around and, and, and ruin them. You know, because I had a very bad accident at, uh, at Lime Rock where my, my, my left wheel was... You had a low uh, 60, was it 1959 low um, Mark I? Sterling Moss actually has one. I think he still has it. And they made a little over 30 of them, little, little kind of two, uh, um, yeah. you know, kind of 2,000cc... Uh, cars and uh, coming down the hill under the bridge of Lime Rock, Connecticut, and my left wheel came off, rear left, and I spun about eight times, and a, a big Allard hit me in the same race, uh, VSCCA, and and um, and uh, you know the car was all over the road, so all the pieces. Uh, and, all the pieces are all over the road. They're all Man. over the place. The reason the wheel broke off. Well, the, yeah, the thing is, the car, the, uh, it hadn't been manufluxed, and uh, they forgot to manufluxed the manufluxed metal. The rubber's better today, okay? Cars are going faster than they used to, so it, it, it couldn't take the, the force, yeah. the stress. So, so they, they, have off the, yeah, they ended up later finding the wheel in the creek down there. It took them uh, about 40 minutes to find the wheel in the woods. Long story short, the, the the corner worker comes running up, and he's got a fire extinguisher, and I still got my helmet on, and my car sped over 50 yards of track, and he <laughs> says to me, um, are you sure you're okay? And I said, I guess I'm okay, and I'm feeling myself. I, I said, do I have any blood? I mean, because my car is a little, my car's lost its entire body, and it's got just two wheels on it, and it just, uh, just you know, now the body was a, repla was a replacement to begin with. So, you know, so long story short, he says, as long as you're okay, I watched that antique road show that you do, and uh, my mother has this table, and I wanted to ask you about it. <laughs> 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 you know, he's like trying to describe it. He says it's about, it's about this high, and it's about this wide. And the ambulance is coming down. The ambulance is coming down. So, so I say, I, he said, you know something? I think there might be a better time than this to uh, ask you about that. And I said, well, you know, okay, you know, if you can ask me later on, that'd be good, you know. That's funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, it's like timing, right? But, but the market is, uh, and you talk about this all the time, you're so sharp about cars, um, and it's just exploding all over the world. It's like expanding, right? But the more uh, you spread the word, because you, you got the, um, you know, we could talk about it in, on the Antiques Roadshow, but I'm going to, I swear, we're going to um, sneak in this summer. We're taping with the show in about, uh, well, four of the six cities that we're filming in. For the road show, and uh, yeah, and, and we're going to mention, you know, like uh, with furniture, we're going to somehow get it in, you know, like on a chair, like now this this chair with an original, if it had an original finish, just like if you had a car that was unrestored rather than restored, <laughs> it would be worth yeah. thousand dollars. What do you think about Antiques Roadshow only with uh, classic cars? Well, I, that's what I was just going to say. If you guys decide to do that, you know, keep me and mine. I'll go along for the ride. I'll drive uh, your truck for you, or uh, I'll polish your stainless yeah, steel or something. Right sure. Yeah, yeah. She'd be great. Uh, as long as you don't upstage us. You know, Les doesn't like being upstage. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't do that. I'll just be the... I, I, I can be the uh, straight man. Around, but you, uh, you'd be fantastic. But seriously, we we would love to do uh, like a, a show, yeah, just like that. And, uh, aren't you doing and the bar? Bar's fine, you know, like have bar. Yeah, 
Well, let me ask you this. Now, aren't you guys doing an auction now? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you're doing because we've just kind of like bantered back and forth a little bit. But tell everybody who you guys really are because a lot of my listeners aren't exactly familiar with you guys because they think of you, you know, dealing with furniture and artwork and, and artifacts and knickknacks. Tell them, tell everybody about who the Kino brothers are. You, you, I think you're doing an auction. You've got an investment, uh, an automotive investment firm. Tell us a little bit about that. First of all, we have, we have, we have, we have thanks for asking. No, we have Kino, we have uh, the, it's called the Historic motor car investment fund and we have a it, it's a, an investment fund where we actually close the first fund and we're starting on the second round of, of we're investing with a very uh, focused strategy of uh, cars from the mid 50s up to the uh, the end of the 80s early 90s and of cars mostly born rare and exotic and and in an amazing condition. limited edition so, yeah generally under 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 two or three hundred um, you know, production, except for, you know, and some Porsches, which are where there's five or six hundred. But we, we, it ranges from the, the, the 250 Europa GT to a, a yeah, we were so lucky and honored to be able to buy a, the uh, 69 Maserati Ghibli Spider that, uh, you know, like a lot of it is amazing with European specs, 4.9 liter, uh, second off the assembly line, and we just spoke to. The Maserati, uh, Fabio at Maserati. Fabio uh, Colino, who, and the great thing about, uh, we, one thing we love about this, just like the, uh, just like the, we looked at each other the other day, we've been doing antiques all our lives, we'll never stop loving those, but we said, you know something, we're just, we, we, we really said this, uh, we said, uh, we're just car guys first, I mean, you know, we're not, it's not like we're not antiques guys, but we are, we, I could do cars every minute, every second, every day. Okay, girls once in a while, you know, okay, 20% of the time. Right the time. <laughs> the, fund, the fund is, uh, you know, there's something called the Knight Frank, K-N-I-G-H-T, Frank Luxury Investment Index, which tracks uh, items, sort of alternative alternatives, you know, mm-hmm. and they, like, like cars, wine, jewelry, et cetera, and the thing is the cars, you look at a chart, what's, they, what's that tower? It looks like... Uh, Empire State Building, you know, the performance, I mean, Ferrari alone, 40-some percent increase in 12 months. Wow. Up, like yeah. five models around there. So the other thing, the thing we are, it's, it's been announced, it's been in some of the blogs, and we, we haven't made a huge uh, announcement, but we've, uh, we have, uh, we're working on uh, just putting together an amazing uh, auction company. Okay. For, uh, rare vintage cars so it's going to be for extraordinary cars uh auction hey guys we're just about out of time i want to thank my special guest this evening lee and leslie kino okay hey guys i'll see you at some of the events i gotta go i want to get you guys on the show again kinobrothers.com don't forget to check (laughs) check out our show every wednesday every friday god what day was it every tuesday for the most legendary fascinating names in motorsports right here at nostalgia video cars wtan don't forget to check out our website golfstreetmotorsports.com don't forget to check out our podcast nostalgia video cars i'll see you guys at some of the car shows meantime everybody stay safe drive carefully and love your family I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.